The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation. Welcome. Really, really, really been enjoying these kind of live deals with Lindsay. If you are not live and you'd like to be, um, just join our Facebook group. Uh, Lindsay will put the link there and you'll get invited to the live stream. You can either ask a question live or you can email support at with your question and we'll answer it live for you. So that's how let's jump in. Who, who do we got? What do they want to know, sister? All right, let's roll. So the first question, I'm going to paraphrase this one. It's a long question. It's from Estella. And she basically is telling us that she grew up with the work ethic a lot of people have where she thinks as a business owner, you have to work hard to be successful and always work in the business. So she's kind of afraid of what her employees are going to think of her as not doing enough work, not justifying it, not doing certain tasks, not overseeing cleaning, blah, blah, blah. So she wants to know, Mike, do you, did you ever feel this way? And how can we reframe this thinking when it comes up? First of all, Stella, that is such a good question. Uh, I was complaining a couple of weeks ago, like the, the value of the coaching I can give is so dependent on the quality of the question. That is such a well thought out and um, well articulated question. So the short answer is yes, I felt that way for years and it was not only not to my benefit, it wasn't to my company's benefit. So I'm going to parse a couple things out because I want there's a little bit of nuance in this one. What Lindsay said at the beginning or how she phrased the question to start was, I grew up believing you have to work hard to be successful as a business owner. I have 100% found that to be the case. That said, she also said, I feel like I have to work in the business, work hard physically with my back, with my hands. I have not found that to be the case. I found that to be the opposite of the case. So that is 100. And I think we get it in our minds. It's just our hearts and our beliefs don't serve us. So we've got that visceral if I can see the money, it's important. Like I know if I clean this toilet for three hours, it'll save me 60 bucks or whatever the case is. Or I'm, and then actually, what I'm thinking of it like that, we're like, I billed $100 for this cleaning. Therefore, I made $100 when I cleaned it. But the reality is the company made $100. You know, you're not going to get that out. You've saved whatever you would have paid in payroll, but that's really the only thing you've made. But if your payroll, if you're paying 15 or 20 bucks an hour, You've only made 15 or 20 bucks an hour if you were going to sit at home doing nothing. If you were going to work on your business, selling or making systems or doing something, you really lost hundreds or thousands of dollars of hours because you weren't doing the creative work. So yes, growing a business takes quite a bit of work. No, it should not be with your hands because that's called self-employed, right? If I'm physically cleaning pools, I don't have a pool cleaning business. I have a pool cleaning job or I'm self-employed. If I'm cleaning toilets, the moments I'm cleaning those toilets, I do not have a cleaning business. I have a cleaning job. So yes, working hard. No, not with your hands or your back. Comma, you don't have to work hard forever. So I found when I'm starting a business or launching a business, a lot of work and a lot of crazy stuff. Once it's up and successful, I find it vibes with seasons. There's seasons of growth and that can take a little more. And there's seasons where I don't have to do much, but I have a lot more control. So it shouldn't be a deal where two, three, five, six years in, you're, you're constantly working 50, 60, 70 hour weeks. 
you can if that's something you love, but if you get into business to have more time with your family, um, you got to make sure you're hitting your goals. And last thing I'll say on that, and then we can move on unless I've missed something, is people talk about work-life balance. I've not found that really to work well for entrepreneurs. What I found works well for an entrepreneur is to be unbalanced both ways. So if it's been five years and I haven't had a vacation and my wife is sick of hearing that I'm going to be home and I'm going to be with the kids, my kids don't believe me anymore. That's not okay. Or I shouldn't say that's not okay. That's not something I would recommend. Right. And it's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about going to my wife and kids if they're old enough and going, Hey, I'm going to start a business for the next year, ideally six months, maybe year, 18 months at the most. I'm going to be unbalanced. I'm going to work way too hard. It's not something I would do forever. But if I do that, I can build something that will make me money for the rest of our lives. Right. And I would only do it with a, so I'm going to be unbalanced there. And then there's time in my business where I'm wildly unbalanced and I'll take six months where I'm really doing very little or weeks or months where I'm doing very little. So I wouldn't try and go balanced. I try to be unbalanced in a planned way that you're okay with. Only time it doesn't work is if you're never working, you have to be a lot smarter than me to make a lot of money. And if you're always working, you're not going to have a life. So 40 hours a week is not my version of balance. 80 hours a week on 80 hour weeks, no hour weeks or 10 hour weeks tend to be a lot better. You just want to make sure that you are holding standards. So if you're going to put 18 months into being wildly unbalanced, you want to make sure at the end of that, you've got a business that is profitable and you can't go back to 20, 30 hours a week or whatever the case may be. All right. Really long answer for not that long of a question. Did I hit everything, Lindsay, or did I miss anything she was asking? No, I think you hit it, hit it right on the head there. I think that was great. All right. Let's go on to the next question from Anna Pena. She asked, how do you get commercial accounts that pay you fair? We can't compete with companies charging dimes for jobs. Any hidden strategies? These are really good questions this week. So as always, there's kind of the internal and the external. So there's so much to this. First and foremost, you have to be talking to the right people. So there are a small subset of people or of companies that are just looking for the best price. And they really aren't even because when they say they're looking for the best price, you can always walk them through, okay, well, we can get you the best price. Um, it'll be 200 bucks and they know it's a thousand dollar job. You go, well, now we're not going to come in and we're, you know, none of our people are going to be legal and we're not really going to do anything and we're going to use stolen goods and you'll probably get robbed a couple of times because we're not going to have your keys. Is that okay? And they're going to go, oh, no, well, that's not okay at all. Oh, okay. So we're not looking for the cheapest. We're looking for the cheapest with some standards. Would it be okay if we talked about those standards? And they're going to say things like, are you okay with illegal employees? Most commercial, well, all 100% of the commercial accounts you want are going to go, no, it has to be legal. Got it. Um, since we'll be having the keys to your building um, and it'll be in late at night, are you okay with felons or people that are hiding from the law? They're not doing, <laughs> they're probably going to go, no, I'm not looking for that. Oh, okay. And, you know, are you okay if they just come in wearing a wife beater and flip flops? Oh, no, you'd like a uniform for safety and probably a badge. So, you know, with a picture. Oh, okay. So once you start really having, a, and do you want it actually cleaned or you just want them to come in and smoke pot for 20 minutes and leave? Oh, you, so there's, you know, are you okay with super toxic? Like you start asking questions and then you realize they're not looking for the cheapest thing at all. Or if they are, you go, oh, fantastic. Like for us, if people came in for coaching, I could do it for 90 bucks. 
oh, you want to get results? You want to actually build a million dollar company? Oh, that's a very different kettle of fish. If you just want me to hug you every week for 10 seconds and you'll come to my home, that's different. So you just got to get crystal clear on the standards that they want. And if they're like, yeah, I don't really want results. I don't care. I just want the cheapest price. I would not recommend going with them, right? Um, so to answer your question, in a, a, know your worth. B, pick the right people. Because if they're like, I don't care. I just want the cheapest price ever. That's probably not the right person. But when you have a real conversation, you coach them through it like I just did, you'll realize they're not looking for the cheapest price. They really are afraid that you're going to screw them and they're looking for a fair price. And they're really more than anything looking for someone that actually understands their problem and knows how to solve it effectively. And we'll do it for a fair price. That's 80, 90% of the customers. So really the, the question isn't how do I compete with cheapos. The question is, how do I communicate to them effectively so we both understand the problem and I solve it for a price that's wildly fair, not the cheapest on the market, but not getting taken advantage of. And the cool thing is they, they're they really not looking for the cheapest price. They're just looking for something they can justify to themselves, to their boss. And when you walk them through, oh, you want things like workers' compensation insurance, legal employees, people that have uniforms, supplies that aren't stolen or deadly, liability insurance in case something goes wrong, a training program, systems, processes, backup people, floaters, all the crap that you guys do. They're like, yes, I need that. Oh, okay. And the, just by the virtue of you walking them through that, they're going to trust you and know that you're not trying to screw them. And as long as you give them a reasonable price, they'll probably do it. So instead of kind of try to hide the price, I'm just going to go right at it. So Lindsay, yes, we are 1800 bucks a month to do this. And I'm sure there is a husband and wife team with no insurance and janky old equipment that as long as they don't get sick or go on vacation or lose interest or get pregnant or move or whatever, we'll do it for 800 bucks a month. And if that's what you want, you should do that. But that's not what we offer. What we offer is insurance and lots of people and training and background. And you're going to have, no matter what happens, whether I'm on vacation or not, you've got a real company that's going to make sure it happens. The keys are taken care of. Um, we're not going to have our kids in here cleaning because we're sick or something like that. We're a real cleaning company. And if like, no, we just want mom and pop for 900 bucks a month, then we don't compete with them. Like, God bless you, go do that. Most of the good clients are going to overwhelmingly want a real a real deal. They just didn't understand the difference. So hopefully that explains, Anna. And at the end of the day, you've got to believe that you're worth it. And if I go into a Mercedes dealership and I say, I want that brand new S-Class for $32,000, they don't start getting up in their head like, oh my God, we're charging too much. We're, I'm so sorry. I feel so stupid. What am I doing? They get uppity. Oh, sir, I think you're looking for the Kia dealership or maybe a motorcycle. If you could just exit the showroom with your riffraff and we'll just, that you see what I'm saying? So you don't have to get shitty with your people or crappy with them, but you certainly don't have to start questioning your own value. Okay. There you go. Sermon slash rant slash being on my soapbox over. Lindsay, any questions or clarifying on that? Or are we ready to move on? No, I'm good as long as you're not ripping on Mini Coopers in your comparison. So I good. would never rip on the fine <laughs> people at Cooper of a Mini version. Hey, new friend, love that you are here. If you want more Cleaning Nation, more us, you can check us out on YouTube. Similar content, you just get to see each other. It's totally free. Or if you want to say, hey, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, join our free Facebook group. We love hearing from you, Cleaning Nation. That's what makes it magic. Jump on, we'll see you there. All right, our next question comes from Jessica Spitzer. Um, hmm, this is... This is, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a shot. She's asked, how do you handle a conflict between two employees? And then her follow-up kind of was, what are your major core values? So almost like two questions there, but 
If you well, take, take the second one first, because that's easy. Our core yeah. values at Grow One Cleaning Company, have fun, make money, be real, and help out. So that's easy. Um, and yeah, I think there's a connection here that we're not getting because though they are connected, but I don't see how. So you kind of answered the, you started to answer the first question with your second question. When I've got a conflict between two employees, I'm going to go right back to the core values. So almost always, if there's a conflict between the two employees, one of them is on a core values match. Not always, but sometimes. So for us, our core values are have fun, make money, be real, and help out. So let's say Lindsay comes to me. I'm going to pick on Suzanne because she's nobody has a problem with Suzanne. Like it would be, she's so sweet. It was just such a fantastical story. Let's let's at least have fun with it. So Lindsay comes to me and says, "You know what? At the events, I have to see Suzanne in person, and I just we're supposed to go out to dinner, and I would rather get kicked in the teeth than go out to dinner with Suzanne. She's just terrible." Um. I'm going to go, oh, let's talk about that. First of all, always, 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 this is probably going to solve the problem right off the bat, actually. What was the lady's name who asked the question? No big deal. Jessica. (laughs) Jessica. This will probably solve the question. So let me give you the bigger answer second, but I'll give you the easier one that'll probably solve 90% of this first. Almost always, almost incontrovertibly, when there's a conflict between employees, um, it's a gossip problem. So the first thing I was just, as I was going through this problem with this fake problem with Lindsay that would never happen. If Lindsay came to me and said that, I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I love Suzanne. Suzanne is a friend of mine. I'll be danged if I'm going to stand here and let you talk anything negative about Suzanne. Let's grab her in the room. And then you can talk all, all this terrible stuff about why she's horrible and you can't have to get it. I'm sure it's all very valid. I'm not going to stand and listen to it without Suzanne. Let's grab Suzanne. One or two things is going to happen. One, Lindsay's going to go, yeah, we probably should. That means there really probably is a problem with Suzanne, right? Like there's something going on because Lindsay doesn't want to do that. That's now went from just gossiping, which is easy, to ah, there's a cost. Like I've got to actually face this human being. 90% of the time, Lindsay goes, Oh, it's no big deal. I'm out. I don't want to do it anymore. And now I know where the problem is. It's with my friend Lindsay. Like she just kind of raised her hand going, I I was a problem from the beginning, right? So Jessica, that will probably solve your problem. But let's assume it doesn't. I'm just gonna go with the core values with both of them in the room. And um you know, hey, Lindsay, one of our core values have fun. So two things are at play. We want you to be a fun person to be around. And, you know, it sounds like you're a little crotchety towards Suzanne. So that may not be very fun, but maybe she's not being fun either. What's going on there? And then, A, be real. I appreciate you saying it. And I appreciate you doing it here in front of Suzanne. By the way, if Lindsay goes, oh, I don't want to do it in front of Suzanne. I'm like, okay, so we're not being real. We're just gossiping, which is also not fun. So just coming to me and wanting to have that conversation without the other person in play violates the have fun, definitely violates the be real definitely violates our make money and it definitely violates our help out. So it violated all four. But if I had them together and there was a real issue, we're just going to walk through those piece by piece, each core value and have kind of each of them talk about it. And they should probably resolve it on their own, or you'll see very clearly who the person, you know, there's one person that's just trying to work with the core values and trying to sort it out. And the other one just wants to complain. So good news is 90 plus percent of these would be solved just by saying, let's get the other person in the room. So that's the easy answer. I kind of got on the core values kick because that's so important and she'd mentioned them. All right. That was kind of a circuitous answer, but hopefully we got you where we want. We got, we probably got time for one more if there's one more. Yeah, sure thing. Okay. And I just wanted to add real quick, if I may, from an employee 
standpoint. You're right here <laughs> at it, girl. Let's go. It'd be so funny I, if you're like, I just want to add really quick for an employee standpoint. I really do have a problem with Suzanne and I'm saying it out loud in front of everybody. Suzanne, come for me. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I hope she listens to this podcast. Yeah, Suzanne, if you're listening, we love you, girl. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that I think with the core value approach to hiring in the first place, from an employee standpoint, you're not going to, I don't think like you're going to have as many problems with your fellow employees if your boss is hiring in that fashion. Because that is one thing I've noticed with Grow My Cleaning Company, because you adhere so hard to your core values. Everyone that you've hired, I've, I can't think of a situation where, you know, there's been gossip or anything like that. So I um, just wanted to add that. <laughs> and honestly, if there has, it was resolved without me. Like most of the mm -hmm. time, if you had a problem with Suzanne, it'd be a real problem. You'd go to her. She's a reasonable human being that really does believe in the core values. You're a reasonable human being that really does believe in the core values. You wouldn't go to her and attacking. You'd go to her and like, hey, here's a concern. Suzanne would be like, oh, that is it. And it might get sorted out before it even comes to me because you're adult grown ass women. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I'm going to get off my soapbox and um, we're going to. Oh, it's so much better. I like Lindsay's soap, but we, we need to do like once a, maybe we pick a question a week where we just call it Lindsay's soapbox and I just be like, yeah, go girl. Yeah. You just <laughs> rant for however long you want. <laughs> so cleaning nation, if you want Lindsay to answer, you want Lindsay to get on our soapbox, it, just email supportergrowingcleaningcompany.com and say, I want Lindsay enough with the mic. Have him shut up. We, I want Lindsay's take and that'll be Lindsay's soapbox. <laughs> All right. This next question I could go on a soapbox about, but I'm going to put it to you, Mike. Melissa Sharp wants well, how about to this? know- If I get it wrong, then you yeah. can yell at me. Okay. <laughs> doubt you'll get it wrong. But do you recommend a VA service, virtual assistant service? Oh, God. I have so many things to say. All right. Now now you got me to go. And Back please, on the soapbox. Yeah. Lindsay does the bulk of the hiring on for our VAs and all this sort of stuff. So I, not soapbox, but after I'm done, I would love to let you- give your two cents because it's probably going to be as insightful, if not more insightful than myself. So a lot of times people, it's a weird question. So I have no strong feelings for against the VA service. I have very strong feelings against what I consider to be the root problem, which is I'm hiring somebody before I'm crystal clear on what I want them to do. I've got this weird, fuzzy, vision of all the crap I don't want to do. I'll just hire this person because I'm getting money magically. They'll understand it and do it and it'll all go away and they'll just handle everything, which is insane. That is a fool's errand. It's never going to work. The good news is it doesn't take a lot of work. It takes more work up front than you think, but it's so doable. So we want to put in zero work and it might take five or 10 hours of work to get up to speed and thinking hard work for like an hour, even less. And then you can really be free. So I'm against hiring, quote unquote, a VA, a VA service, several VAs. I am for having a very clear list of the things that you feel would be better done by someone else. And when I say the things, we want outcome-based, not task-based. So task-based would be, I want someone to answer the phones. Outcome-based would be, I want all phone calls, 24 hours a day, seven days a week to get routed to the right person within two minutes. And then you start doing that. You're like, well, not any answering service, not a VA, but just being clear on what you really want outcome wise will help you solve, get that outcome. So I always start with, and for our clients, we have, I think five job, maybe six or seven job descriptions that says exactly what the outcomes are, exactly how long it should take, what the pay should be. They're all one page or less. All of them start with the core values, right? These are the rules of the job. Here's the outcomes. That you, so here's the rules you have to play by to get to the outcome. Here's the outcome that you want. Here's how long it should take. Here's how much you should get paid. And here's um, 
if you need some help with some guidelines. So with the what to do and how to do it, we'll do a little of that, but it's always below the outcomes. So we might say to get that outcome of answering the phones and yada, yada, here's, here's some tools. And that's all in one page per job description. So um, what was the name of the lady asked the question again? All ladies, by the way, gentlemen, jump in. Melissa, Melissa Sharp asked this. What can I say? The ladies love me. <laughs> <laughs> um, if my wife is watching right now, her eyes just got stuck in the back of her head from rolling them so hard. Uh, Lindsay's like, I almost rolled and I'm just right here in front of you. She's like, I'm going to go camera off for a second. I'll be right back. Um, so Melissa, the, oh, she, she's camera off, her eyes rolled and she's back. Nicely done. For those of you in audio, you uh, should check out the video. Lindsay uh, stuck it to me good and proper. All right. So Melissa, um, yes, take the time to really think through what it is that you want off of your plate. And I always try and systematize it out first. Use software to take it off my plate. Second, um, have a service a vendor, like another company do it third. If I can't do that, then and only then am I going to do a VA. And if I can't do that, then and only then am I going to do a contract. If I can't do that, then I'm going to get an employee. So typically a lot of this stuff, oh, and actually first up is kind of just stop doing it. Some of the stuff we just do because we've always done and we're like, what happens if I didn't do it? Nothing. Well, then maybe just stop doing it. All right. So all that to say in the very narrow circumstance of I've got a clear picture of what I want this person to do. And it's not disparate skill sets, right? Like I want them to be an accountant and a salesperson and answer the phones and do a little cleaning. Like one human is, you know, there's five people. Those are all different things that they're not going to be in one human typically. So have accountant do accounting work, social media people do social media stuff, phone answers do phone answers, cleaners do cleaner stuff, customer service reps do customer service reps. Don't try and like, I'll just get one VA to do all of it. Just get two or three VAs that you only pay two or three or five hours a week, but they're all good at that one thing. And once you've got that circumstance of I know exactly what they're going to do, I've got that one page sheet as I described it, and I need two or three VAs, and I think it'd be easier to get a VA service to provide those for me, a VA service could be a great idea. But most people just start with the VA service with no idea what they want them to do. Did they answer? And Lindsay, again, you do more of this work day to day than I do. Add anything you feel needs adding. Yeah, um, I could go on a soapbox for like an hour straight about this, but the only thing I'll say is whatever venue, way you go to choose a virtual assistant, just make sure that you have the option to test them out first, whatever it is. Once you know exactly what you want, make sure there's a, a test drive, if you will. I'll, like, yeah, I'll leave the, it at that. <laughs> the best way to find out if a person is good at a job is to have them do that job. So, um, And don't be cheap, pay them. So whatever the, and this is VA or otherwise, pay them for a week, an hour, a day, whatever a reasonable test frame is to do the job. And that is the best way to be incontrovertibly, they're going to do a great job or not. All right. Before we call it, any shout outs we need to do to anyone on live or what do you want to do? Chat is quiet today. So come on, people join us live. What's going on? Every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, we're here. If you ask a question live, I'll send it straight to Mike. So come on and join us. Beautiful. Well, the ship has sailed this week. If the chat's been quiet, to heck with y'all chat. Come back next week. We'll be live. Uh, again, if you want, like, the, how do I get on live? Just join our Facebook group. Lindsay will put the deal in and then you get, it's every, I think it's Wednesday at two o'clock Pacific, but you still got to be in the Facebook group. No charge. Just be in. Don't even have to pay. Um, that's how you do it. All right, Clean Nation. Great to see you. Try this again next week. See ya. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. 
Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.